Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode today on postpartum depression and how to heal from it naturally. When TV personality, best-selling author, covergirl Chrissy Teigen wrote an open letter about her postpartum depression struggles and the fact that she was treating it with drugs, my heart really went out to her. And I immediately thought of Kate Stillman, who is the founder of Yoga Healer, as well as the author of Body Thrive, as well as the founder of Yoga Health Coaching Program. She's amazing. She's vibrant. She's brilliant. She's been doing this for decades. And she has a whole new fabulous take on how to heal and prevent, in fact, postpartum depression. She's written an ebook on it, which we will be posting with the show. But first, most importantly, I want to welcome, welcome Kate. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having me, and thanks for thinking of me. Absolutely. So, Lena, let's start with the basics. What does Ayurveda say about the cause of postpartum depression? What what causes it? Yeah, it's so interesting. With We really, like, dive into what's going on, right? You have the state of complete fullness of pregnancy, right, culminating with that, you know, bursting of the full moon feeling when you're nine months pregnant and just about to give birth, right? You have this incredible fullness. You have a lot of uh, hopefully good hydration in your body. You have a, a lot of water weight and the amniotic fluid. You have the, the baby and the baby weight. You've got, you've got emotionally a sense of like a, a, a of a big thing going to come, you know, it's something big is coming, right? There's a lot of excitement there's a lot of anticipation in a healthy pregnancy and then and then you have the process of of birth right in their culture modern western culture puts a lot of emphasis on birth right much more so than even on on postpartum definitely but even more so than on on pregnancy right it's like oh it's all about Absolutely. the birth and the birth is somewhat seen as this emergency medical uh, situation if you will, in modern Western culture, right? If you look at like what TVs and movies often portray with births, it's just, yes. it's a medical emergency more or less yes. in which you need a lot of outside of assistance, right? Not, not a lot of uh, emphasis on internal, on internal power and internal so- sovereignty of the new mother. So it's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. So you have, you have this birth and then, and then the emphasis is on the baby. Right in modern Western culture, yes, absolutely. almost a hundred hundred percent about uh, goes to the baby. Like the first postpartum women's checkup is six weeks out, and it's it's more of a baby checkup than it is a mom checkup. So you have this black hole of care from when the woman, if she had a, if she didn't have the baby at home or in a care center, if she was in a hospital, right, then she she goes from having complete care to having absolutely no support. Right. Yes. And what happens physiologically is she's dropped a lot of weight. Right. So the, the weight of the baby yep. and the weight of the placenta. Right. All the amniotic fluid. Right. All like all of a sudden from this complete emptiness 
complete fullness, there's, there's a, a deep internal emptiness on the physical level. But on the emotional level, if it was a, if it was a, a, a quote unquote good, good birth, right? Like a positive birth experience and the baby's healthy and, and mom's healthy, there's an inner, there's an inner emotional fullness, right? And so in a healthy context, what happens is that inner fullness is, is nourished and nurtured. And in holistic traditions, that's the emphasis is keep nurturing that inner fullness. And what happens is the physiology becomes reintegrated and whole and uh, whole again in its new constellation. Right. But, but what often doesn't happen in with postpartum depression is where there's there's not the outer support in terms of the relational support, which will have a physical, you know, manifestations of like good food and good, you know, good physical company uh, and, and good, you know, just creating a good positive atmosphere, whether someone brings flowers to brighten the space or just makes a pot of tea when they come in to visit the, the new mom, right? So good company and, and the, the sense of like a good nourishing outer field to maintain that inner, that inner well-being field. If that doesn't happen and there's sort of a black hole, there's not enough support and care in the outer, then the inner physiological emptiness, that starts to actually become like a, a bit of a black hole, right? And that's where that feeling of depression, where there's a downward, there's a sense of being more black than, than light, where that mm-hmm. starts to come in. I mean, it's fundamentally, okay. unsu- it's, it's unsupported. And so then the, there's a whole, obviously, there's a whole endocrine side. Right. Of the right. If, if someone feels supported, then there's there's all the love hormones. Right. And so then you have that internal well-being that's supported, that sense of well-being of like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This new person right. in my life. Right? right. And then that if that's supported externally by uh, basically by other people. Right. Yes. Then yes. then that keeps regenerating. Yes itself yep. and and it feeds the woman. But if that outer support isn't there, then the hormones go from, you know, those great replenishing sex hormones to it becomes stressful and the woman starts to feel stressed. So the lack of support causes the woman to feel stress and then the stress hormones kick into overdrive and cause first anxiety and then depression. So the anxiety is always there first with postpartum. Right. Right, right. Well, you've gone through as a woman, we, you know, you deliver a child, and I know you've you've got a child too. It's an exhausting experience, emotionally, physically, draining, and um, I would assume that there would be some built-in anxiety. And the question is, how do you prevent it from becoming full-blown, full-blown depression or postpartum depression? And I know um, we are definitely going to talk about very specific, tangible solutions down um, in a, in a few minutes, but. Staying on the cause side of it, I mean, you know, my recollection of the two children I had, uh, we have a cultural bias towards keeping the mother at home for 40 days. And in fact, the bias is that you stay with your mom, that you actually move in with your mom for 40 days and your mom feeds you the most fattening, heavy foods um, and you get massages. And and lubricating foods, right? So it's not just heavy and fattening, it's lubricating. And that is the... That's the key. It even more so, you know what I mean? So it's not like ice cream, yes, right? It's no. an easy, digestible, lubricating so that your channels stay moving so that the, 
rearrangement of the furniture of your internal, you know, of your complete cellular structure happens in the way that's most optimized by consciousness. So to what extent would you say one of the causes is that we all immediately try to go back to a diet when we have a child? Um, Because, of course, in my case, I put on, what, 42 pounds and 38 pounds, um, respectively, with my two children. And, of course, you know, the moment you deliver, you go, great, now I can begin the process of getting back to my original weight. Um, In my case, my mother would have nothing to do with it. I had to eat incredible amounts of ghee and ladu and sesame seeds and all kinds of concoctions that she would just sort of insist I, mm. I ate and drank and said your diet can start 40 days out. To what extent do you believe that some of these depression um, uh, symptoms, and we'll go into symptoms in a minute as well, are caused by not, not nurturing or nourishing your body immediately after having the child? Yeah, I mean, it's, and to what degree, I have no idea statistically. It's, to me, it all just comes down to, there's an invitation, right? It's like we, if, when we, when we want to conceive and, and we really tap into that energy of like, what, like what's trying to happen? Oh, like someone's coming in, you know, someone's coming into our life. Amazing. Like, how can we, how can we optimize the situation, right? Like how can we bring up the best of ourselves together in order to give this, you know, this baby spirit or whatever, this new, this new being the best possible chance in life. And then if, and if that's like our, if that's what we're attending to through pregnancy, if that's what we're attending to, I mean, I don't even like the word delivery uh, at all. Cause it's, it's such a, it, it's so, it's so passive. Like there's a birthing and with a birthing of a baby, there's a birthing of a mother, even if it's her fifth kid, she oh, is reborn. Yeah. Oh, she's reborn. I never thought of it that way. Huh. Yeah, I mean, delivery comes from delivery rooms. It comes from the the Western, you know, hospitalization of of um, of childbirth, right? It's not mm-hmm. an empowering situation. The woman, first of all, signs over her rights when she steps into right. the hospital. Right? right? I mean, it's a pretty weird situation here where we have other people uh, in control. Whereas the birthing, the the new mother is birthing herself and and if we look at a holistic tradition like ayurvedic medicine which you and and you're culturally familiar with i'm i'm not culturally familiar with it i've just been trained in it right and like learn the culture uh from my teachers and gurus and 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 i'm also influenced by other holistic traditions of this this, the sense of like okay if a mother in many ways she's birthing her new self into being so if we look at the potentiality there she has that mindset of like wow like I don't even know who I am like I don't know who this baby is mm-hmm. but I don't even know I don't even know who I am and a woman any woman who's had children will tell you how her body has changed mm-hmm. how she's not going to go back to who she was like that is that's a western idea that's not a holistic idea a holistic right. idea is like, I'm going to be better than ever. And I have no idea what that looks like. My identity has evolved. There's no regression. Even if before it was freaking amazing, there's no regression. It's a, re- it's, it's, it's a reinvention, but it's, it's a next wave invention. And so if we look at that, like, what is the soup? 
what is this stew? If we look at ancient mythology, it doesn't matter which tradition you think of or which culture it's coming out of. Like there's a sense that the, the ground of being, that the great sea of consciousness, the great unmanifest becomes manifest from, from nothing comes something. And that is postpartum. She doesn't know who she is. She's in the soup. She's in the stew. The more that outer, her outer support team, right? The, the more in, like in, in pregnancy, she should be building her outer support team. That's her job. Because once, she's, once it's postpartum, too late, game over. You either have it or you don't. And when you talk about this article from Christy Teigen, and, like, she didn't have that team. She didn't know anything about this stuff, right? right. And by then, it's, it's, you're too late. You're in the hole. You're in the black. You're getting sucked into that black hole, and it's, it's, you don't have the energy to build your team, and most people don't know what to do. And there's a bit of a, I mean, that's probably why, I, you know, part of what I did in the Mama Birthing ebook, which you guys can find at mamabirthing.com. There's a free little ebook there that has some tip sheets. And one of those tip sheets is like how to build the support team. So who should right? be and on the support team? Whoever who can. Whoever cares. Point? Who cares about you? So her who husband cares? cares, and he's on the yep. team. Great. So how do you prepare your team? Who else? Because I think, you know, my, my husband was very loving, but I, th- I don't think even your team often knows what to do, right? They don't so, know what to do. They, absolutely. So, so it's them? up to the mom. It's up to the, it's up to the, the mom pregnant with her potential, <laughs> right? To, right. To, to get like, okay, you got you to gotta educate yourself. You're not going to be educated. Most of you are not going to be educated by your midwife. You're not going to be educated by your doctor. You're probably not going to be educated by your friends. So you got to take right. it into your own responsibility of like, okay, well, what is that? What is, what, what am I going to want postpartum? And then, and then arranging for that. So for example, uh, and, and we're all really individual. Some of us are more extroverted. Some of us are more introverted. Some of us are more materialistic. Some of us are whatever, like know your love languages is a good thing. Those five love right. languages, like know how you want to receive support. Uh, and know right. what your competencies are. Like for someone like myself, I was an Ayurvedic practitioner, a yoga teacher, uh, meditator, Ayurvedic cook, healer. <laughs> so when right. I had Indy, like I had, a, I had some different skills in my back pocket. So I didn't need that much because I had so many amazing automated habits. But I hired, I like saved up and hired a friend who is a massage therapist to okay. come to my house every day for 40 days to rearrange my physical body. <laughs> You know, like rub rub oil on me half an hour a day, maybe longer. I paid her a lump sum payment. We missed a few days here and there. But I knew being Miss Independent Kate, which I've always been, go, 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 get her super active, whatnot, that 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 this friend would have to like basically pin me down on the massage table. But I also knew from the Ayurvedic tradition that there was a reason that a postpartum woman is supposed to receive massage. And it's so that her nervous system relaxes. It's so that her, her breast milk, which is carrying, in Ayurvedic language, is carrying the doshas, right? It's carrying the humors. It's carrying if there's excess air in her nervous system, if there's excess wind or, or nervous energy, that that vibration goes straight through the breast milk and gives the baby colic. If oh, there's excess intensity or inflammation or irritability, that vibration goes straight through the breast milk uh, and it might actually cause mastitis in her breast and now she's got a breast infection, right? If she's, and we know or, how common that is. Oh, yeah. It's extremely common. Yeah. So what yeah. else did you do? So massage is absolutely, so, in fact, I remember my mom insisting on massages and 
for clinical reasons, as she said, she said, absolutely not. You will get a massage, and it's just really important for healing. What else did you do? Did you hire a cook? I mean, how about food and nutrition? Yeah, for me, cooking is very, very easy. So for me to like make a make a pot of kitchery takes like five minutes, you know. And there's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's like so the sense of like know your competencies. If you're great in the kitchen, it, it, then you don't need someone to do that for you. But like, right? if you listen but, to her story, she says she just literally she couldn't get out of bed. She was exhausted. She didn't want it. She lost interest in food. So let's talk symptoms. She didn't want to eat food. She could go days without eating food. What's causing that symptom, and how would you recommend she deal with it from an Ayurvedic standpoint? Yeah, so what happens is, is okay, so again, you got to imagine you're nine months pregnant. Everyone listening, like, just, like, <laughs> if you've never yes. been pregnant, like just stuff the basketball under your shirt and imagine that <laughs> this is your body, and you are as full as the full moon one day. And... And then everything goes down. So you let, you know, like lift your shirt up, push the basketball out. Notice what happens with gravity. Everything is going down and out. You lose an amazing amount of fluid, mm-hmm. right? You lose a lot of blood, right? Just through right. the placenta, right? Right. Not through, not even, I'm not even talking about vaginal bleeding at all with, with birth, like, but just, you just lose a certain amount of liquidity and, and liquid. Right is heavy and you've got gravity, you've got this downward flow. So when that happens, the digestifier, what in Ayurveda we call Agni, mm-hmm. right? it, it actually, it, it drops out. You see, just it. Like it, it, just, it just dissipates, right? Because Vata energy, so Vata is the mm-hmm. word we use in Ayurveda language, Sanskrit, right? Of, of, of movement and Vata moves down in birth. Like it, the, Apana Vayu, that's the technical term for the downward flow from the solar plexus down and out. And it's the, it's the movement of your feces take, it's the movement your urine takes, it's the movement your menstrual fluid takes. And the biggest movement at all is the movement that birthing takes. And it wipes out the digestifier. Vata's natural energy is dispersive. So the fire, Avata goes high, the fire goes low every time. Imagine you've got, you're building a little fire in your little, you know, whatever, your little fire pit in the backyard. And then before the fires really got cooked, cooking, a big, big wind comes up. And what happens to the fire? It disperses. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. And that's what happens. So the postpartum state, the, like the, the first day postpartum, which is why you were given ghee, because ghee ignites like clarified butter. It ignites the fire, and it also lubricates the entire digestive tract to make elimination easier, right? A lot of women get hemorrhoids postpartum. Why? Because their yeah. colon's dried out, right? They have, they, I mean, it's so crazy what people bring over to the house to postpartum women. They'll bring like a lasagna, which is impossible right. to digest. The woman has no digestive fire. She's dried <laughs> out. She's, you know, like she's lost a lot of liquid, so she doesn't actually have fluidity in her system to digest a solid meal. So all, all of the food postpartum, especially that the first few days, critical, but even the first few weeks, critical, where you have a fluid diet, you're replacing, okay. you're replenishing, you're rebuilding the agni, you have certain spices, you have a lot of oil that wakes up and lubricates, you're trying to like stimulate the fire. You know, in all those ceremonies over in India, the temples, they're throwing ghee on the fire. They throw ghee on the fire, and what happens to the fire? Explodes. Yeah, explodes. It's like it's, 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 when, you, when, you, when you put oil on fire, you get more fire. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And so we're trying to get a little bit That's more lubrication. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what and kind we're of do you recommend? Like for someone like a Chrissy Teigen who, you know, it, it probably doesn't, or and anybody else who probably doesn't want to spend the time researching into great depth, what would be some simple Western four or five dishes that you would recommend for the first, now I'm going to say 40 days because, hey, that's what my mom told me, that it's a 40-day process for the body to come back to, and like you said, not previous state, but the new stable state. So what, what would those four or five dishes look like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're really interested, if you're like, hey, I mean, like I was, I was like, hey, I'm actually curious about birth and postpartum as my own personal evolutionary journey, you should hire an Ayurvedic postpartum doula. Just Google Ayurvedic postpartum doula. There's a few, uh, there's a few really, actually, there's one really great organization out there. If you Google it, they'll come right up. Uh, and my friend Suzanne Ropake took that, took that over. Um, there's some great from the late, oh my gosh, her name is escaping me and her face is right there. And I'll give you a link for your show notes for okay. some interviews I've had with this incredible sort of matriarchy of the postpartum Ayurvedic doula movement. Isha Oaks, oh, thank you, brain. Y-S-H-A-O-A-K-E-S. She passed recently and Suzanne took over the organization. But there's a great network. There, this is a living knowledge. They have the recipes. They have everything that you want. If you're listening and you're like, I want this get in touch with them and the resources. It is so worth the investment because I mean, like, you know, they say the first 40 days for the next 40 years. So it's not, when you're talking about postpartum depression, what I see as a clinical, you know, I used to be more of a clinical practitioner. Now I'm more of a tribe leader, uh, larger scale, same deal. But what you see happen is like the postpartum depression, it doesn't just go away. It morphs. And then it becomes thyroid dysfunction. Right, or then it becomes adrenal fatigue, or then it becomes chronic fatigue, or then it becomes an autoimmune issue. So be, right, or one of those a chronic illness of some sort. Yeah, it doesn't get better. It, you, Interesting. You have to, yeah. And we get okay, forty days for forty years. That's postpartum. So if you either do it right or close to right, and close to right means like you you rebuild. You are the sea. You are the soup. You are the gook and the goo. You are a pile of mush, and that's perfect. That is perfection right there. You build the support team to hold the structure for you to be mush. <laughs> and you experience the most mushy, lovey, dovey emotions possible. All the foods you eat are mush. It's all mushy, 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 lovey, dovey, lovey. Okay. And perfect. You have the whole rest of your life to do stuff in the world. You have the whole rest of your life to design your body the way you want. Like right now you're in the sea. Love it. It doesn't last very long. It's only 42 days. It's only six weeks, right? Right. Dive in as deep as you can there, and you will have amazing health as a mom, you know, and as a woman who's maturing in their body, as an older woman who has strong bones, who has an intact immune system, an immune system that has capacity to protect not just herself, but to protect her baby and to translate her immunity into her baby's immunity, Right? Like that's a totally different operating system than you go to the hospital, you give birth or you, or you deliver, right? <laughs> Some sort of like medical intervention with all this stuff going on. You come home and your body is now fighting all of whatever is sort of invasive types of drugs you were given, right? Which are not a natural right. part of it. You're kind of trying to recover your consciousness if you were at all on painkillers or knocked out, 
right? If you uh, if if you have a typical birth, your baby's already been immunized, right? It, where you have like an introduction of foreign bodies into their body. So weird. It's so weird how this stuff is done. You're sent home. Someone brings over lasagna, which you can't digest. The party lasts for a few days and everyone's gone and you're kind of like left alone, right? And then your your partner might come in at night and you're kind of exhausted because you don't know how to nourish yourself. And you don't have a support team nourishing you and people bring all the wrong stuff. They bring baby. I mean, the only thing a postpartum baby needs, right? The only thing they really need is their mother. Right. They don't need a baby blanket, right? Because the mother, the skin to skin contacts better. So they're right. going to be under the mom's postpartum big baggy clothes anyways. They're going to be wrapped in some blanket. Like that's ideal. They don't need anything. What, what, what the baby needs is the support team to support the mother. Right. And when we have that piece in, oh, all of a sudden it makes sense. So as far as your question with five recipes, I mean, the closest thing that like pops into my mind from a Western perspective is chicken soup without much chicken, go. like cook the chicken yeah. in it, but then take the chicken out those first few days. Don't, you don't need the meat, put the skin on, like keep the skin on the chicken. Don't use chicken breast. Use the whole damn chicken. Throw right. the chicken in a pot, boil like it for 24 broth. hours. You've got right. a bone broth and it's super fatty because you got all the chicken skin. Right, right. Very healing, very nourishing, no doubt. Rebuilding, very rebuilding. Um, so bone broth. So you're saying, and vegetables is mush, right? So carrots, so rebuilding vegetables. So squashes, root vegetables, all sort of overcooked into mush and fed with <laughs> probably ghee and something warming. Um, no salads, right? So nothing cold, at least. Nothing even, honestly, nothing you would need to chew. As soon as you're chewing, you're out of the game. Like you really are because you're now, you're, you're taking fluid from your body to digest the food. Your body doesn't have any fluid to spare. You just lost all your fluid. Got it. You're in soup. Soup. Everything is, you are, you are in the soup psychologically. You're in the soup metaphysically and metaphorically (laughs) and in the ultimate reality of like, if it's not soupy, it doesn't go in. So porridges. uh, Yeah. That's kind okay. of okay. Okay. Also, that's really you know, helpful. I think for like the whole, I was big into raw foods uh, in this yeah. phase of my life, and I and I still, uh, I don't know what degree I am raw now, probably eighty percent or something. Uh, so for those out there who like, they're like, oh my god, I couldn't do it. Then juices, but even your juices and stuff, you're gonna take at room temperature. Your oils, right. like things like coconut oil, are kind of heavy. So the the thing about ghee, even though it's not vegan. Uh, it's it's very, very easy to digest. So you want to know, like, what are the things that your body digests the most the most easily? And those are the those are the substances that you want to take. Like even too much coconut oil, it's like for the vegans listening who are bigger on coconut oil, there's a very heavy quality, a cold quality to coconut oil that if you were to use an oil like that as your primary oil, like you'd want to add a, a significant amount of spice. So you'll right. see these postpartum, they're literally oleation or oiling, internal oiling recipes that have a mixture of spices. And the postpartum spices are pretty hot. There's things like hing and yeah. black pepper, right? And, and ginger yeah. that are part of these that are like, okay, fire in your belly, like wake up. And we're going we're gonna to just keep throwing oil <laughs> and the wake right. up call with spice on you. We're going to reignite this this poor woman who's who is just completely dried out and exhausted and depleted. Um, let's talk about some more for symptoms. Where does that 
that fatigue, that bone dead tired fatigue where you don't want to leave the house come from and and what's your recommendation on that yeah again it's because we have this idea here that we're so so full and then so empty and that the energy the fires dissipated so when you think of dissipation ayurveda primarily deals with opposites right it's like the physical world we see night and day we see black and white we know hot and cold like we're in the world of opposites so there's cohesion and there's dissipation so if we say okay if we're just going to look at postpartum depression if we were trying to get like one descriptor one word that really kind of encapsulates the energy of what's going on to me that word is dissipation there's nothing there's nothing holding the container of the woman's energy. So when you have dissipation over time, you have a, you get a string first of vata imbalances. So in Ayurveda, postpartum issues always vata first. It's all it always is every single time in every single case, right? Postpartum depression, you're always going to come back to vata issues. Okay. So you always and it doesn't matter if the woman. I've I've worked with women oh ten years postpartum since their last baby. Maybe they had three in a row within three years. And then they're dealing with their autoimmune issues and whatnot, thyroid issues, all that. They come, they, you know, they used to, I, I caught onto the pattern after like the fifth one came to me in my aggravated practice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen this enough times. I'm like, we got to go back to the beginning. When did this stuff start? Oh, it started the postpartum with the first one. Okay. So we got to go back there. Like we got to go back to that nourishing diet. We got to go back to cohesive energy. We've got to baby you. So you moved into your mom's house postpartum. That's the tradition. Why? So she could baby you. Yeah. Yep. She babies yep. you, you baby your baby. That's how it works. So if someone skipped the steps, right? You, no one yep. gets a free card. You don't get a get out of jail free card. Like you got to go, <laughs> you got to go baby yourself now. Right, and you've got to rebuild. Which is hard, got to, right? Which is hard. hard. I mean, you look yeah. at someone like Chrissy Teigen and what she's trying to accomplish and the different things she's involved and the different things she's doing, the expectations. And she talks very openly in her letter that there's expectations that she was going to write the second book and she's in a show. and So there's these expectations that the baby is almost like this, sure, I was pregnant and I delivered, now I'm back to work. I mean, I did this. I... Um, God, I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but um, I was—I did a presentation um, to, for a board meeting on a Friday. I delivered on a Sunday, and I was back at work uh, on a Tuesday. So there was really no time off. I mean, even though I did move into my mom's house, it was all very much of, yeah, yeah, the child's happening. It's sort of this thing that's happening on the side. Um, because you know what, we're we're doing a startup, and we need to get funding, and there's funding that that did happen, thankfully. And I'm sure she's got the same experience where, yes, but the baby is not 100% the sole focus, much less me, myself, and I, right? Forget baby yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like I'm going to go into it. It's like someone who's like, I'm going to go into a, I really want to meditate. I really want to reach new levels of <laughs> enlightenment. I'm going to go sign up for like a 30-day silent meditation retreat. But I'm going to take calls, right? right <laughs> like I'm going to bring exactly. my cell phone. It's like, eh, it's not going to – it's not really – you're not going to get what you want. And so when we look at her experience, she didn't really get what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? And then she had to deal with all this other stuff. She had to deal with this doctor and that doctor. and But, but even more than that, right? She had to deal with 
being bone tired. She had and to she's deal still with doing it. Right. She, she says she still, still got aches and pains. And she's still she, doing it because she depleted herself to the level of bone tissue. She depleted herself to the level of nervous system tissue. Right. And that, so her that was my next question. Yeah. So it the just aches went, and pains, the god awful lower back aches and pains and the, the pain in her breasts. What is that? That's depletion as well? That's vata. That's extreme vata. That's vata going to the level of, of, um, of bone. And the way you control vata is you have grounding foods and you rest and you meditate, correct? Yeah, she's, she's honestly got to go back. She, she's got to go back to the beginning. There's no skipping steps here. And so you don't, and this is what I learned it the hard way as a practitioner, honestly. And I've, I've seen it enough that I got really interested when uh, I was pregnant. I'm like, and I, I, I also went to the Seattle Midwifery School for, uh, for, for doula training, for birth doula training, not postpartum doula training. And I'd done a, a number of, um, I had, I had supported a number of women in, in birthing to see what was going on, to really see what was going on with like the modern progressive woman goes to give birth, <laughs> right? And in <laughs> that experience to see like, oh, even like the holistic types are getting the short end of the stick here. Like we have no idea what's going on. So I've read every book I could find on the topic, including some I imported from India and from Europe and, uh, and found out like what, what is really going on here, you know, from the whole prenatal, the conception through prenatal, through post, you know, through birthing, through postpartum. And the more I could see what was going on between that and my, my clinical Ayurvedic practice with seeing so much happening with, uh, with wrecked endocrine systems from women who hadn't taken care of themselves for quite a while. I'm like, Oh, wow. So you don't, you don't get to skip steps. So if you want to experience thrive. Yeah. Tell us about the steps. So if, well, if we you just did them, advice, we know okay. them. You set up your support team. One, okay. you get that, and you know you, you know you. So for me, I was a great cook. I I knew I, I I'm an exerciser naturally. I was a meditator, right? But if that's not you, then you're gonna want to you're gonna want to have a friend come over and help you know make some food. So when people say, hey, is there anything you need? And this is in the mama birthing tip sheets too. It's like you you want to start to ask for very specific help. So if you want to have, instead of having like a, a baby shower, right, yeah. which is all about the baby, baby, baby's, baby, the only way baby's fine is if mom's fine. That's the only yeah. thing. Baby doesn't need anything but a healthy mom. So you got to turn it into a mama shower. You got to turn it into I a birthing it. way. You've got to turn it into, I am, this is a sacred ceremony. I'm bringing my people together and we're getting organized for a support team for postpartum. And this is what I need from you. And this is what I'll give back to you. You know, in, in terms of when you need me, I will do the same for you, right? So it. you mm-hmm. create true, you, you go tribal. <laughs> you got to get it, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. birth tribally. Mm-hmm. You don't get to raise a baby holistically on your own. It does not work right. that way. We need the right. tribe. So it's you massages, need your mama. it's food, it's babying yourself. Yeah. What else would yeah. you put on there? Yeah, I mean, really, that's it's, it's, it's being in the soup. It's, it's saying no to everything. It's saying no to everything else. Maybe you need someone. Maybe you need someone on your uh, on your team that's your accountability partner. That you okay. know, you say like, "Hey, I I'm I'm an overscheduler. I'm an overcommitter. Can you make sure I don't commit to anything Got <laughs> for it. forty days? Got it. Right? And, and can days. you check okay. in with me and daily for five minutes and just say like, "Hey, you wanted me to ask you how you're doing on not committing. Are you still Are you still saying yes to you and no to everyone else?" Right. And it, and that's maybe what you just, so it's going to be very individual, but again, okay. we kind of know 
we kind of know what we need. We kind of know like, okay, well, there's going to be an information piece. If we don't want to learn, okay, I'm going to hire someone to teach me. I'm going to hire someone. I'm going to hire a postpartum Ayurvedic doula because they're the only ones who really know. And I say that pre- prejudicially, but also, uh, but also not so much. If we really look into the ancient worldwide traditions and we look at like who nailed postpartum, who got an A plus, it's Ayurveda. Right. Yeah. Hands down. Talk to me a little bit about what can women that are pregnant now, and I know a few, what can they do during their pregnancy to make sure that they don't hit as much of postpartum? Is there something they can do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so much to me, so much of it is is education. Uh, really learn, like read all the Ayurvedic books you can on on pregnancy and postpartum, and 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 read. Even the, it's so funny, my hope, my brain is like, what are these books again? Spiritual midwifery. Like there's so many great books out there from the Western midwifery movement coupled with like the Ayurvedic uh, prenatal postpartum movement. And it just gets, it just takes the responsibility on yourself to, to get totally immersed in, in rewriting your story. Like, how are you going to write your next chapter? You are in control. And how are you going to honor you? So one of the big, you know, one of the big ahas for me that I got, I mean, we live in a, in a culture that overeats mm-hmm. and we are now birthing babies that are much bigger than we should be. And it's not helping anyone out. So women are gaining too much weight in pregnancy. Their babies are too big. It's harder to get a bigger baby out. It's harder to get a bigger baby out of a congested uterus, right? If you're starting postpartum and you're overweight, Right. Guess what? You're making it way harder, way harder than if you were light and clear and grounded and your physiology was efficient. As soon as you're carrying excess weight, you just have, you're, you just put a load on yourself. Even if you're an extra 10 pounds overweight going into pregnancy, an extra 10 pounds overweight through pregnancy, through birthing, through postpartum, that adds up to a lot of uh, pain and suffering, honestly. Right. So starting to get really clear, like, okay, in pregnancy, you need 250 more calories a day than the average diet. That's not eating for two. That's not even close to eating for two. It's 250 calories. It's a half a bowl of cereal. It's nothing. Right. And then postpartum, we're looking at like a max 500 calories more with with full time, you know, full on nursing. Well, no one told me that. I, I literally put on 42 pounds and 38 pounds, as I mentioned, um, respectively. And you're right. It's it's a misunderstanding, in my opinion, that, oh, you're eating for two, eat eat a lot, eat lots of food. And, of course, what I did was eat a lot of things that made no sense. Like I ate a lot of cakes because that's what I was craving. And I drank a lot of orange juice, like by cartons. And that's yeah. a lot sugar of sugar. cravings, right? Yeah. 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 And, yeah, you got the sugar cycle. Yeah. I mean, so in general, like I'm big into intermittent fasting and I don't know that much about, about intermittent fasting and, uh, and pregnancy. But if it, if I were to get pregnant again, I would, uh, I would definitely experiment with pushing my body into deeper and deeper fat metabolism, because when you're in deep fat metabolism, you create the healthiest bodily tissue. And the only way you get into fat metabolism is by not eating that frequently. So minimum 13 hours between dinner and breakfast, Right. In maximum, I would say going up to like, you know, 16 to 18 hours would be 18 would be only for kapha body types. 
uh, and Vata body types might be in the 14 to 16 hour range. But like, first of all, like get your, get yourself on fat metabolism. So you don't have sugar cravings because sugar's crap. Sugar's poison. It's poison for you. It's poison for the baby. It's poison for your emotions. It's poison for your concentration. Right. And so if we're looking at what are you doing prenatally, like what's the name of your game? The name of your game is building the healthiest physical body within your body. Right. The the best quality tissue that you can create, the most conscious tissue that you can create, the strongest organism that you can make out of your own body. And the only way you're going to do that is if your body's healthy, like crazy healthy. So as soon as you get really involved with like, how do you do that? Okay, if I'm burning fat in my body, if my metabolisms are strong and they can only be strong if you're burning fat and not constantly just running off whatever morsels you're putting in your mouth that go into your blood sugar, right? But you're actually, your body is mining energy from the, from your fat tissue, then all of your metabolisms, all of your, what in Ayurveda, they call the Datu metabolisms, right? The, the tissues, the, the metabolism in your blood, the, actually it starts in your, in your plasma, and then the metabolism in your red blood cells, metabolism in your muscle tissue, metabolism in your fat tissue, metabolism in your bone, your bone marrow, your, you know, your reproductive fluid. Like when you actually optimize all metabolisms, then the nutrients that you're eating are going to make the most of what they can in terms of turning nutrients into physical body. And now you're going to be light. You're going to be agile. There's not going to be any extra crap in the way, like kind of muddying the waters, if you will, and and congesting the joints. So you're going to be able to move and you're going to be so adaptable that your body's going to stretch into third trimester and then it's going to shrink into postpartum. And in that, that adaptability is what we really are after. And the way to do that, if I'm just, again, hearing you correctly and just to paraphrase you, is to eat, again, nourishing, healing foods that burn fat. So would a ketogenic diet, as an example, of course, and intermittent, intermittent fasting, but would you then recommend a ketogenic diet? No, I, I'm not, not, no, I don't think anything like that extreme at all is necessary. It's okay. just getting that. Like, you need to you need to break your fast. Like if you're, there's just, I mean, people are eating, you know, pregnant women are eating too much too frequently. Oh, I eat all day. I literally ate all day. Like I was not without something in my hand all day long. And so I very much hear you when you say, don't eat all day long, sort of eat. Eat three meals. I mean, if, if, if you're, if you're already, most women right now are already snacking. So for them just to eat three meals is going to be an insane thing for them to actually wait 13 hours between dinner and breakfast is going to be this insane monumental task. If they just do that, they'll start feeling better. If they start having their dinner a little earlier, if a little soupier, they'll start feeling better. Right. And so even just going to that, just going to like three nourishing, easy to digest, grounding meals that make you feel fulfilled inside that are yummy, yummy food where you're not craving sugar because you're eating real food. Like just start, just start there. If you are, you know, if you can be done eating by 6 p.m., great. You know, if you can break your fast between 7 and 8 a.m., that's going to be a really good start. Right. And, and just getting on that, like and not constant grazing, not constantly pumping up your blood sugar. Cause when you do, you're going to ride an emotional roller coaster and then you won't be able to concentrate. You won't be able to build a good support team because you're going to be so scattered. You won't actually know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, your support team can't help you. 
I'm going to ask you a controversial question, you know, that one of the reasons we're seeing kids born with so many more allergies, food sensitivities, I mean, it's completely out of control. Uh, I don't want to say the word autism because I know that's a very loaded word with, with just too much there. But so let's just stick to kids born with <laughs> <Spectrum>. severe allergies, <laughs> yeah. sensitivities. Like I know someone whose kid literally cannot go out on, in, in grass. He will completely break out. Um, do you believe that that's because potentially the tissues of the body of the of, of the mother were not nourished, and hence the the baby tissue that was created was not as strong? So, to your point, if you're not strong, how can you possibly create a strong child? Is would that be a possible interpretation? Yeah, I mean, our, 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 as a species, as a as a species, our rhythms are off. You know, if you just look at your, like, look at your tribe, who are you hanging out with? What are their habits? And how, you know, how long has, have humans had those habits? Mm-hmm. Right? So the habit of eating at night, that's very, very new. Very new to eat when it's dark out, like less than 100 years. Good right? Point. Like, really, right? Most people right. had dinner back on the farm 100 years ago. We have, uh, you know, beginnings of of rural electricity, you know, it's just people still farm the land, had dinner was the meal in the middle of the day. Supper was a basically a soup made out of leftover big meal of the day, right? Water added, thrown back on the fire and a big crock and, uh, and then taken as a soup at dinner. I mean, there's just, when we start to get how messed up as a species we are and how out of rhythm we are and how processed our foods are, how unnatural they are. I mean, most kids right now, talking about kids with like allergic to grass, like most kids they've pulled, like most kids, most American kids cannot identify. Like, I think it's like five vegetables in the grocery store. It's crazy how we don't know. know what food is. Right. And so when we look at all these things and we look at like, Oh, and then there's increased immune issues. Allergies is one of them. Oh, there's increased autoimmune issues. Oh, there's, in, you know, there's increases in childhood cancer. We look, we see all these things. It's like, oh, it could it possibly be connected, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how could it not be? And from a holistic standpoint, everything's connected. Everything. Okay. And from a yogic yeah. philosophical standpoint, there's a law of karma, right? Which is, which is basically the law of cause and effect. That's all the law of karma is. So if we look at like what are all the cause, co- you know, what are all the causes? Well, we're out of rhythm. We don't know what food is. We're staying up too late. Most pregnant women are did not conceive consciously, right? Uh, they weren't consciously. They didn't do a cleanse with their partner before to prepare their physical tissue to basically bring out the best in themselves and each other before creating the first cell of the embryo, right? Like we skipped all this stuff, and then we wonder. When little Johnny is three years old, why he can't concentrate and why he's allergic to grass and why he only eats like three foods, <laughs> you know? Right, like, right. Huh. <laughs> so where do we start this movement to to bring us all back to the basics and, and bring us all back to balance, really? Because, I, you know, what I worry, and now I'm going to get a little philosophical here on you, but... It's really a question of our human race as a whole, isn't it? Because if we're going to create children that are not strong, you know, clearly their children can't be very strong. And so we're, you know, you look, you look three generations down. And while on one side, and my podcast is all about this, we're talking about stem cells and genetic testing and how to live longer. 
um, technology is brilliant and amazing, but how are we going to leverage that technology if the core tissue itself is extremely weak? I mean, what do you recommend? How do we how do we get a movement going to to bring us all back to the basics? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's going really right. So I would say the the movement is going. And if you're not part of it, find it because it's happening. It's everywhere. I, mean, I have a global community at Yoga Healer and with the Yoga Health Coaches. We have a global coaching tribe. Uh, it, it's out. It's happening. It's so happening. So if it's not happening for you, you're not paying attention to the right conversations. Like whoever you are out there, and I. I love you. We love you. We want you to honor your desire to be more whole and for your offspring to thrive because that's what it's all about. So find the conversations where thrive is already happening and get absolutely just get plugged in. I mean, my, the book I wrote, Body Thrive of 10 Habits from Ayurveda and Yoga, uh, to, to really to thrive in your life, to thrive in your body. It, the habits are very, very simple. Right. And what we know from behavioral science, which is also in that book about like, how, how do we actually evolve our habits? Those techniques are very, very simple. They're very, very quick to learn. And we start to get like, oh, I can engineer my experience. I can actually engineer my offspring do all my little micro choices throughout the day. And then the more I hook up with other people that are doing that, the more it seamlessly happens. It happens without efforting. And women are so into that. We all know that like many hands get the work done faster. Hang out with people that are already going in the direction where you want to end up and you will end up there. Before we wrap up this really fabulous conversation, it's been so enlightening for me personally, so I'm sure it's been um, very illuminating for our listeners as well. What is your final advice for someone who is looking to get pregnant or is pregnant and wants to make sure she doesn't end up in that postpartum hell, which, as you rightly pointed out, only <laughs> evolves into chronic illness and immune issues. I mean, it doesn't go away. It's the beginning yeah. of, sadly, the end. What, what is your last, your final piece of advice, your parting mm. advice? Yes. You know, honor, honor your desire to thrive. Like, find out where that's happening. Like, find out... Who, who can support you? Who can help educate you? Who can guide you? Who can coach you? And, and start building your team right now, right? So that might mean going to yoga class. That might be finding a meditation teacher. That might be learning how to cook whole foods, right? So just find out like where you like, you have a desire, honor your desire, honor your desire to learn and grow and be the best mother or parent that you can be. And, and just start to realize like your desire is super smart. It's intuitive, be guided by your intuition to the people that can most, you know, support you, that most light you up and inspire you and, and guide. And I promise you it's, it's so much way easier because as, as long as you feel isolated and separate and, and not knowing and it's all too confusing, uh, the harder you make it on yourself. So really just the antidote opposites is what it's all about. Like if you're feeling just, if your energy is dispersed, you got to collect, you got to go towards cohesion. That's that whole message of postpartum, right? Is like, Create a team, create a gooey soup where you, everything can come together and be cohesive. That's the energy of postpartum. That's what you want. That's what you're cultivating in pregnancy. So start to pay attention to like, who's my team? Who am I cohesing with? Like, who can help? Who can help support me, guide me, coach me, love on me in this process? And just honor that—that that you have a divine inner knowing inside you. Honor that. I love it. You're great. Kate, thank you so much for your time. 
That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.